The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Do you guys know that we never actually hear the jingle? <laughs> In our headphones. <laughs> when when you see us on the hi, video. Hi, babe. Hi, Scout. <laughs> um, We're actually, just, look, we just swapped. Normally, you say, I say. I know. Hi, Scout. And then you say, hey, hi, babe. babe. But we just did it. And we did each the, the connotation, like the, you know. <laughs> She's so stoked about this. Flipped it. So stoked. <laughs> so when we, when, when we do the jingle, we don't ever hear it. Because it's recorded on a separate track. So you're breathing heavy into the microphone. I am? Yes. There we go. I'm not used to being Britney Spears. You know, maybe you should listen. Do you want to no, listen? There go. Oh, there, there we go. go. Oh, that's better. Okay, but it, but, yes. the, but it's like, but then it slowly just no. starts to come back to my mouth. It's, it's okay. like something. Yeah, it's, it's like something what? My lips <laughs> slowly starts to come back to your mouth. She said slowly starts to come back to Where's the fucking Wait, hold on. I don't know. Oh, oh great. that's the sad trombone. Great. That's what I just had. Wait, great. what's the next one? Applause. Oh, you got an applause. <laughs> oh, thank you, um, thank you, thank you. I've missed thank all of them. It's FYI. D. Rim shot. A rim shot. A rim shot. What's that? Oh my a rim god. Shot. Okay, guys, we're not drunk. That is listening on the podcast. We are so right now. we are so overtired. Yes, that we we are in my bed at in my hotel room, <laughs> and we're recording here because Scout is going on a a, a whirlwind tour across <laughs> fucking <laughs> Kentucky and Thailand to shoot. I'm going to burn. Burning Man. Burning Man after, yeah. So she's she's going to be gone. So we're just trying to make sure we, we cover our Tuesdays. And while we're together, we're not together as much. So we're going to start doing it at convention. Guys, okay. So we don't want to talk about this with y'all because, um, sorry, we're on a live right now. We don't want to talk about this with you guys because you guys don't know about this episode. So I'm going to get off of here. Yes. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you for loving our show, for loving us. We love you. Bye. We love you. Bye. <laughs> hi guys um, hi so, scout hi babe there we go there it is so guys what did y'all think of last week's episode fucking mind explosion let's just so talk good. about how awesome tiffany is yes that was really great i mean i you know i, was, I know you were skeptical i wasn't skeptical i just i was only skeptical when she was saying things that were so not right for you you know, when she was talking about your mom and how she's your guiding light and she was there for you and she sees, I was like, Scott and her mom don't have a relationship. Like, that's definitely, I didn't see that as like, it was like yeah, the opposite of what I, I thought. Yeah, but I get it in the sense of like, um, like my mom would like, oh, sorry guys. Oh my God, sorry. that scared me. I literally jumped. <laughs> sorry. I was like, someone's in my room. My, my mom would literally like, sh- she was, like if you ever met her, she was like, it was like, time had not passed Mm. like I remember when I saw her when I was 17 when I wasn't supposed to Mm -hmm. and she literally was dressed in well it keeps coming back she was literally dressed in a costume and she had glitter all over her face okay and she came to me and she's like miha 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 hello hello and kissing me all over and then walked me into this house with all my nieces and nephews and their friends and she had set up a carnival outside of games 
oh. for the kids for their birthday party oh, and for Halloween. Like she was that person. Right. Like right. she was just like a massive light. And I always, when I describe right. her, I always would say she's like this massive person, light big of energy. personality. Like huge. And I always like, you know, like when my dad got custom me, she would come to the house and like hide, like she would decorate a tree. <laughs> and like just only that I could see. Like right. she did that shit until like, she stopped. Right. You know, but every time I would see her, it was just like this, this energy, this like light that I just like. Did you have any dreams last night after the reading? Um, I didn't have any dreams about my mom. No. Um, but I think I also was like still trying to like comprehend what the fuck just happened. <laughs> right. You know? Did you have a hard time going to sleep? No, I didn't, which is shocking to me. But also, I had the whole fucking day to kind of process. Right, and like kind right, of, right, right, right. I'm also so used to, like, with my trauma, and I don't know if anybody else is out there that's like that, um, to, like, put them in boxes. So I don't – I'm not overwhelmed by them. Right, right. Because you, we just have had to learn to do that with yeah. life. So I – What do you do? What did you – what do you do when you, like, know you need to unpack that box? Do you know what you need to do or does it creep up on you? Um, like, do you know, you okay, you're going to have to process what happened? Like, what, what you felt yesterday? But I also think that I have slowly been processing with my mom and, like, our relationship and her death. I've been having to process that for a few years now. Right. And I think hearing from her and hearing that she literally wanted to express the exact burden that I've been feeling right sorry and I'm so sorry I didn't know how to love you right like kind of I think just like calmed me a little bit that's good yeah I think it was I mean I definitely want to have another reading with her because there's so many more things that I like just kind of right you have questions to, about yeah questions and understand and just like and like I said like I don't want to get emotional right now I like I didn't get to have a relationship with her. Right. You know? And so it kind of feels like I could have a slight small relationship with her. Do you her. think that what you've told the medium would influence on, would influence her uh, topics for the next conversation? Like, you know, you tell somebody too I don't know if Tiffany would much. remember it. Because I feel like she just talks to too many goddamn people. Yeah. You don't think she's writing it, wrote it down or could Mm-mm. re-listen to it? I don't think the... so. I mean, your shit with her. That was pretty crazy. Was crazy. Yeah. Like, mine was a little bit confusing because, like, I did not have a relationship with my mom. So I had to piece all this shit. And my memory right. is so bad. Right, right, So right. I had to piece it all together. And I slowly started piecing it after. Like, while I was sitting there at the con. Or, like, even while we were at a panel. I was, right. like, 33. I was, right. 33. Right. Is the, how old I was when she died. Right. You know, like, you know, I, but you, you just, like, this, yep, yep. But you've had them done before. Yeah, twice. Yeah. Um, by this guy named, I'll show you, his name was uh, Eddie Connor. Mm-hmm. And he had this, uh, he's, he was great. Um, but he also told me that I was going to have two kids. And one, the girls like was pushing her away first. And she was like, me, me, it's all about me. He's like, you're going to have a girl first. She's going to be, like, it was, and you're not going to have to, it's going to be natural. You're not going to have to do anything. So he told me I wasn't going to have, I wasn't going to have to have IVF and I was going to have a daughter. And those things did not happen. So, you know. I don't know. He could have been picking up on someone else's energy. He could have been totally wrong. So I was a little bit – his name's Eddie Connor. Um, Eddie. Hmm. Um, but he also said some other things that were But what was she right saying? On. Tiffany, what was she saying? She was saying, like, these are things that you don't necessarily um, 
want to hear but need to hear. Right. Is that what it was? Oh, maybe. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. I just thought it was pretty, pretty incredible and, and like kind of, kind of dead on, especially with you and your, your situation. Mine made sense after the fact, just because I had time to like process. I mean, my friend Adam came in my, came to my dream last night. I don't know what he was doing. I, I think I remember that he was trying to like get my attention to talk to me. That's the feeling that I remember getting. I can't remember the specifics of it, but I really didn't want to like go there and I didn't want, it wasn't like a bad thing or a weird thing. It was like, we don't have to do this. You know, it just doesn't, it's all, it's fine. Everything, we don't have to do this. Like it's Yeah, but I think that that's what you needed. That's what you need. I think that's what you need to express to that person. That we don't have to do this. That we don't have to do this. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'm like here and over there about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I would love to, I mean, I already had said my goodbyes to my friend, you know, like after he passed and, and, and all that I gave back all the stuff that he had left me to his friend that gave to his mom. I was like, I don't need his, I, I don't, I had already read it. I read his journals. He gave me his journals from like 10 over 10 years and I read them and then I was like okay now I'm gonna give them to his mom I'm not gonna hold this stuff in my house I don't need it all I had was one picture of him and this book that he had always wanted me to read called gifts from Icus and I never read it um and so I have the book and I have the picture of he and I in it and it's in my bookcase and I lit a candle with his with his picture around it that burnt for like two days from the psychic guy bookshop it was like a white candle and I was like this is my goodbye to my friend so I can mourn the loss of my friend which I feel is a different human being and different person than who he was when he committed suicide because he was a drug addict, even though he says he wasn't. And he, you know, he, he overdosed on fentanyl purposely and it was a whole, it just was a whole thing. And he'd been drinking for a long time and there were reasons why I could not be his friend anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, especially someone doesn't want to help themselves, you know? So, uh, I'm glad I wasn't around him for that. Yeah. And I think he would, he would have, but he made it out to be like it was, like it was because of me. He didn't make it out to be. He straight up said it. It was because of me being taken out of his life that he could not live anymore. Like he had nothing worth living for anymore. And it's not fair. Um, And the fucked up thing is because I'm the one that chose to end the friendship, but actually he chose to end the friendship. And I just said, okay. But it got, you know, but because I said, okay, he was like, fuck you. Um, And, uh, but I, I, then getting his journals after he, he killed himself, he had threat. He had tried to kill himself twice before I had even met him back in like 1992 so to put it on me at the end of the day when really he had been suicidal many times before that and had tried way before I had come into his life I think when 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 someone is really sick like that and needs help I think they just don't know how to like identify like what help to receive like there, there's so much going on inside someone's brain when they're sick that they, there's things that they do are not normal in a sense. And I don't think that that is, yeah. ap- I think what you did is absolutely correct because I think I'm sure a lot of people can relate that have those people out it's there that boundaries. Thre- yeah. Yeah. I think, I think boundaries are, are fine. And, and for him to put his death on you is I mean, I'm so sorry that you had to deal with that. It was crazy. I was like, fuck. but my, you know, I felt, and I talked about this on the show, one of our shows probably way, way, way a long time ago, but it's that, 
that like, am I like put it this way after he did it, I went home after I got the, after I went and picked up the box that he left me and on the letter and you know, he, the letter that he wrote to me blaming me for his suicide, he also copied that letter and put it in the boxes of the other dozen people that he mailed boxes it to. It literally is a TV show, 13 Reasons Why. I need to watch that. Like, that's crazy. But it was like, he was basically like, if you didn't know the story between Danielle and I of <gasps> why I killed myself, here it is. So I'm going to say, I'm going to show you what I told her too. It wasn't like just a note to that person that was like, I love you or I'm going to miss you, you or uh, whatever. Uh, have you forgiven him? Um, I think it was really fucked up for doing that to me. I did not deserve no, for him to I, do No, I, I know that. Have there, forgiven there, him for killing there's himself? There's no, no, no. There have, uh, because obviously like. The, he was sick. This, this, he's sick. Yeah. Th- there is something that's still like in you about this. Like you can tell. Right. And I think it, something needs to happen within yourself and it's forgiveness. Like I it's like even know. my mom. Like I'm like. People that have done us wrong, like, I'm so fucking pissed that she didn't, like, reach out to me and come fight for me. And, right. like, I'm so fucking angry. I'm right. so fucking angry. But I can't, to move on with my life, I can't be that way. I have to forgive people for their shittiness and yeah, realize I mean, that I it's for- not my I th- fault. I think I've forgiven him, mm-hmm. but, I, but I haven't forgotten about it. And I'm still yeah. fucking pissed off. Yeah. It's, I still feel like, go fuck yourself. And I know that's a horrible thing to say because you're like, is that the wrong? I mean, he died and then got the box and the letter and all this shit. And then like my instinct when that happened was to go on Facebook. Actually, I did this. I went on Facebook and I said to him, I wrote, I wrote a post that was, don't you dare blame me for your decision. I had nothing to do with this. This is between you and your maker. And you're, you left behind your poor mom, you know, 70-something-year-old mother and two nieces. Like, you did this to your mom. Over what? Over losing your friend? You didn't have someone to fucking go out with anymore? Like, or I didn't want to I be do, with but you? I, but I like, think it was uh, something so much deeper. Of course it was. But, I think it was so much but deeper. He but, didn't but he didn't dig deep enough to I, get I know. to it. But to unfortunately, know. like, he didn't have the tools and the, the mental capacity to be able to do that. But I think he did and he chose not to. He did not want to. He continued drinking, doing drugs. His fucking dad was a psychiatrist. Like he was very, very, very smart. Um, there was no reason why he did not want to get better. It was like he was cool finally. That he was like would come to my house 10 in the morning and fucking drink all my whiskey and then pass out at dinners and jump off my roof. And- the, I just don't think that this guy really honestly like had the fucking tools to get better it sounds like he was he did not want to ever go you know how many times i was like i know but you know how many times people don't want to like you know how many fucking times it took me to like like go to sla like you know how many times i've tried i tried again you have to want to be better better. yeah but like some people don't have that that's why we, we 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 do have like you know like these like these poisons well there are two things that there are three things that happen yeah right if you don't get help. Well, I think what you did was right. Like backing away from someone like that that does not want to get better and doesn't well, you want go to take to jail, right? You go to jail. Mm-hmm. You die. Yeah. Or you get sober. Like those are the three options you have when you're, when, when you're, at, when you're hitting a bottom. One of the three is going to happen. You like you have to. It doesn't mean like you're gonna all of a sudden go to therapy and be healed. But you've no. I get what you're saying. I guess I'm just trying to come from a standpoint of someone that has dealt with mental 
mental shit myself and has been suicidal like suicidal to the point where like like you would never look at me and be like she's suicidal like she's been suicidal in her life like like literally fighting i've been suicidal too but but like but but yeah but this is different yeah like it's so different like i was like like i could not be happy but I was happy on the outside. Like nobody, like you wouldn't have thought like when I was of filming course. fucking, you know, when I was filming Halloween that I was like also going to my house and like every night, like not one, like trying not to kill myself. Right. Like it's, it's, it's mental. It's like, it's, it's so fucking crazy. But I mean, I sat with this person for 20 years. Yeah. He was my friend for 20 years and we, no one knew more about me in my entire life than he did and vice versa. And the reason why we were so close is because there was nothing, no leaf left unturned. And how many times, how many fucking hundreds of thousands of hours of conversations of, and I was someone that had, was going to therapy twice a week, had gone through SLAA, had done all this stuff, tried to get him to go. And he always, he kept saying stuff like, you know, that there was something that if, that he, he told me the reason why he couldn't go to a therapist or a doctor is because whatever he was going to tell them was going to ruin him for the rest of his life. So I thought, did you kill someone on accident? No, I think they would have put him away. I don't know. I think they would have put him away. I thought maybe he, he like, was he molested? Like what, what was it? I think if you, if you go like, you know, that my, when I ran away and I came back, I mean, my parents took me to a psych ward. Yeah. They took me to it and they were going to leave me there. And these people, like, they were like, yeah, she should be here. She, she's got, you know, she's got de- massive depression, like, you know, bipolar runs in her family. Like, she's, she needs to be on medication, blah, blah, blah. They would have fucking left me there. But would you have gotten better if I, they left you but there? But some people just don't have that. Like, that's what I'm trying to explain to you. But some that's people, why there's doctors. Like, I know, you, you but can't like, do it on your own. I like, know, you, yeah. You have to go get help. I know. Or but, try to but get But I think that's what he was meaning. I think, I think... To someone, like, going to a psych ward, getting help, being registered as schizophrenic, bipolar, like, whatever, that's a scary, that's a scary thing, I I think. think. I always thought that he did, like, something happened, that he did something or something happened to him, that he could go to jail. I think it was, like, he could not tell any, something something happened, where I think it was that. Fuck, maybe, I mean, fuck, yeah, maybe he fucking did something and he couldn't live with that sort of thing. That's That's really, really awful. Which would be fantastic to complain about it, to clean your conscience. Whether he had mental shit or he actually really fucking did something really bad, there's, there's no fucking excuse to put something on someone else that is your own decision i will read There's the letter t- no i will read the letter reason. on like so w- after he died when when that happened i was so angry that i went on and i basically I, I my post was fuck you i am not responsible for you making this decision you're a grown man how dare you you will pay the price when you meet your maker you left your mother and your nieces i am not taking responsibility for your choices you can't do that to me. And then I I, I posted the letter he wrote me on whoa, whoa. fucking Facebook. Whoa. And I started getting – and I'm not some. – I'm like never on Facebook. I'm not someone that airs laundry or does any of that stuff. But I, I got a call very quickly thereafter from my friend. And she said, can you please take that down? Because, and I said, no. And she said, I'm asking you 
please take that letter down. And I was like, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. I can put this letter here. It's to me about my life from him and me has nothing to do with anybody else, but I have to take it down. So she just said, listen, his mom is asking to please take it down because she hasn't notified everybody yet. And I was like, okay, no problem. And I took it down and it never went back up and I never talked about it. His friend came over. I gave him the box of shit that he left me. And I said, here you go. Give the, I've already read the journal. I now know about all these other things that I didn't know about. This really isn't having anything to do with me. He's been feeling this way since he's a child. Take it, give it to his mom because she's the one that needs to read this. She's the one that needs to read how sick her poor son was because she was blaming me for it. And I said, that's totally fine. I was not allowed to come to the funeral. I would not have come anyway. And the reason why he did it, one of the last things he had said was is he was uh, the last entry he wrote in his journal because the journal was from 1992 until the night before he killed himself. And the last entry was he was wondering what it was going to look like with me standing by his graveside and how I was going to be, if I was going to be emotional or not, what that would look like. He was like excited for me to come and like have an emotional breakdown at his graveside. That just sounds like someone that's very, very sick. He was very, very sick. And I made, I made excuses and, but I understood him and loved him and collected and all of that stuff. And, and you know, everybody was always like, he's weird. He's weird. He's weird. And it was like, he's my best friend. I don't care. Like I know that he is his authentic self and he's a little quirky and got his things, but he's a really good friend to me. And we were best friends. So, you know, whether or not there was a romantic thing, you know, that my relationship fell apart with him when I ended up with David because I didn't need him in that way anymore. And it was very hard for him to process that. And, but I didn't mean I wasn't going to still have him in that way, but there are still boundaries when you are now, you know, you've had this situation. This is your partner now, Mm -hmm. you know, that relationship has to change, but it doesn't mean it has to end. It can shift into something more beautiful and different. I mean, I used to imagine him being the one walking me down the aisle Mm. because he was my brother. Mm. You know, and he kept saying in the letter to me, like, I know you're going to think it's because it's drugs or it's alcohol or it's because of this or because I was in love with you, but I wasn't in love with you, but I was as in love with you as, as any person could be in love with someone without it being a sexual thing. I mean, I think he was asexual anyway. Um, I only knew him to have in the 20 years, I only knew him to have one kind of girlfriend for like a month. So, um, you know, there wasn't like other healthy relationships or anything there, but it was very orchestrated. I mean, he wrote a letter, he wrote, he left this guest list to my poor friend, Elena of 300 people that she had to fucking call and tell to invite to the funeral. Like that's not someone that feels invisible and has no friends. You invited 300 people to your fucking funeral and you had a song picked out and your whole thing. And it was a whole event and a whole, like, don't tell me that it's because you felt alone. And once I was gone, you had nothing left to live for. What about the other 300 people that are sitting here at your funeral? So I didn't go. Well, it's not fair to like leave on you, you know, but if his mom needed me to hold that, you can't get any answers nor do you need any, but like, he would not be honest with me anyway. Yeah. I didn't believe anything he said. I'm, I believe (laughs) some of them, I mean, I could tell the letters that I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, you know, he it was like an eight-page letter. But you could tell that he sometimes he wrote fairly, thinking clearly. And then other times in parts of the letter, you he could tell he like was he's drunk. schizophrenic or something. Most shit. likely. I mean, he was drunk all the time. Like, it's like oof. He definitely it was really a very needed, like, intense help. difficult relationship for me to manage without constantly feeling 
pressure to be a better friend. And I like, I, I am a really good friend and I couldn't, I would have anxiety because I, I, I couldn't give enough to him no matter what I said. He would, I'd be 10 minutes late somewhere. He'd leave. If I didn't, if I got back in town and didn't, and I didn't call him within the first probably two hours, I know that he'd be waiting. And if it didn't happen, he wouldn't talk to me for five days. Like it was weird, dumb shit like that, where I was always paying the price for something or apologizing for something. I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is too much for me. I'm not into it. And then I slightly pushed back and then, you know, other things came about and then I started to see, but finally, you know, and you know, I'm sure now that you're involved with like you have got a healthy, your first time involved with a healthy man in a healthy relationship, you're able to see people for who they really are or the things that don't, that don't maybe serve you in your time in your life now, but because you're, you're safe now. Mm-hmm. I was safe finally with David. I, so I, I could see things that were like not working for me anymore that I stayed in for too long, unhealthy relationships. I think the, the big lesson here is if you are or know someone that is suffering with suicidal thoughts yeah. to and it is overwhelming. It's not your problem. It's not your responsibility. It's not to your fix responsibility. Them. And I think you just need to guide them to help. Yeah, or please tell, get help. Tell someone, a loved one of theirs, what is going on. It's very scary. Yeah. What was I going to call his mom and say? I just, I think we need to talk. I think if he had said to me that he was having suicidal thoughts oh, or no, something I'm not like that, you. like I'm just no, I'm just saying general. in general, like going to someone's family is a very scary thing to do when you know, know someone's not well. But you it. have you to. You have to do it. You cannot be scared. You have to do it. There, there's, there's, but people hide this stuff. I know that, but that's, but that's also not your fault. You know, that's not your fault. If you are feeling suicidal, please reach out to someone. Or if you need to write a letter to like drop it to a strand, like, like just, just reach out to someone in some sense. Because the fucked up thing is that if he, please, 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 if he, my friend would have just picked up the phone Mm -hmm. at any time within those six years that I hadn't, we had not spoken and would have said to me, I just miss my friend. I would have said, I miss my friend too. And we would have, you know me, we would have gotten together and I would have been like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't have to be your best friend anymore. But like, this is, he asked to not be, he told me he didn't want to be friends with me anymore. Like he asked to no longer have me in his life. And I went, okay, fine. What am I going to do? Beg to be in your life? You want me to fuck off? I'll go fuck off. And then it was like, you fucked off. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> like, but, yeah, that's. I told yeah, you to go away, but you that, shouldn't have that listened sort of to behavior. me. Behavior, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's fucking weird. It's, yeah, it's 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 all mental bullshit. But it's like, don't be manipulated. You guys have to have boundaries and stand up for yourself. And I mean, I I've talked about this in the show before, and I've gotten some emails which have been really wonderful to hear from you guys to know that that it, it this responsibility does not lie upon you. And it is very difficult when friends are are not well and are struggling to draw boundaries, but you have to draw boundaries and protect yourself and your family. And, you know, it's even if it's your husband or your wife or your sister or your brother or your mother or your father, I've done it with my in-laws. Like you have to, uh, many friends in my life, you have to draw boundaries and hope that that person gets help. Tell them you love them, wish them well and guide them in the direction. And then you kind of have to let Go and let God. I, 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 I don't know, know any other way to say it. It's just like SLAA. I mean, it's the same thing. You just have to surrender to it. But you got to put in the work, man. 
if you want to be here. If you don't want to be here. Yeah. What do you think? I mean. Um, I mean, I, I completely understand you. Um, when I was feeling that way, I reached out to friends and I'm, and I completely understand. I, I didn't do it in a way that was like that, that way, but I did it in a way of, I needed help and didn't know how to get help. And I wanted someone to know what I was going through. And luckily I did because did you deep down inside me. really want to live, but we're just in so much pain. Yeah. I didn't know how you were going to. I was just I like, I was in so much pain. Like I would be so happy and like, I would just like, it would just hit me so fast. It was crazy. Like I thought something was wrong with me, Danielle. Like it, it's like, I don't, I like, I'm, that's depression. Like I know, but this was like, te- like it was like on a high volt. Like mm. it was turned all the way fucking high. That's when you were doing drugs too? No. This is before it then. It was like, I looked at Cody and I was like, like you don't make, like nothing, nothing mm. is making me happy. Breathing isn't making me happy. Like the drugs just fucking heightened it. Yeah, of course. Um, but it was weird. Like I couldn't go through a day not feeling like I wanted to end my life. Mm. It was a sad, sad, sad And what time. would you do like before you went to bed? Like what would you, or would you just drink or I just, do like, drugs till you passed out? I or? just, I could, I could not do that. You like, couldn't I do just, it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. But I had, I had the thoughts. Thought. Yeah. I had it. Yeah. It was all here. But I couldn't do that. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I thought about ways. Yeah. But like I couldn't do it. Thank God. But like it was a constant. It was just imagine like it's like a fucking little thing in your head that's just like always like, oh, you're happy? You want to you wanna yeah. die? Just remember you want to die. You want right. to die. You want to die. It was fucking weird. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I like have no idea what it was. And it's chemical. It was like chemical like something yeah. going on. And I had to go through a lot of fucking therapy to like figure out what was going on and like on some medication for a bit. Like I had to go through all these things. But like you're feeling crazy. Like you're crazy because I'm like a happy person. Yeah. And I would be happy all the time. But then I would be in the middle of a bar and I'd be like laughing with my friends. And then I'd turn one way and I'd be like, I want to kill myself. Like it was so fucking weird. It was the weirdest thing. And it was so sad. And alcohol made it worse. Like things made it worse that I tried to like cover it up with. Of course. They're just band-aids. Because I'm just like trying to like swallow it. And then you, you know, you talk to friends about it and they think you're fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. So then I don't. Or when I do bring, when I did bring it up, I was crazy. How old were you? It was in my 20s. Well, yeah. Like this was in my 20s. Like it started like, you know, in my, in my... Like when I went my mid-teens and then it just got worse. I don't think friends. In my mid-20s. Tw- mid I don't think friends at in our, in your 20s are capable of processing the no, depth. No, for sure. You know. But I also didn't have the, the family that I'd, I, I just didn't think that I could go to my mom and my dad and like say this sort of thing. I mean, because I'm glad I what? did in my, in my, in my, my late 20s when I got sober. After you did it on your own. For that year. Yeah. I was like, I need help. You went and told them the story. Did you go to them and ask them for help before you got sober or did you do it on your own and then after? I did Why? Why do you feel like you couldn't have done it before? I don't know. Something just like – Were you afraid they were going to put you away? I felt crazy. Yeah, I was scared. I was scared. Yeah. Someone doesn't know how to handle that so then they're going to send you away and you're going to like – 
I was like, well, I can't, like, if I go somewhere and I tell someone I want to kill myself every day, what the fuck is going to happen? They're going to help be you. Locked They're going to be locked up. But you're not. But that's what you think. I know. Like, so anyone young, listening, like, that is young and going yeah, through this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You were, they're not going to lock you up but and throw away the key. That's what you think. That's they're what you going, think. they're there to help you. You see all this stuff. Like, so... I mean, I don't know how old this guy was, but like, that's what my process was. Which one? My friend? Yeah. My process was Um, like, I'm going to be locked away. I am crazy. This is nuts. And I just, you know, realized that I was, my, 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 my chemicals weren't really lining up, I guess. But it was a sad place. It's a sad place to be. I think he was 40. And alcohol doesn't make you feel any better. It just makes you nuttier. Yeah. My friend was like lose crazy. 48, 47, 48. Like not, it's not crazy. a young kid. You yeah. know? Yeah, I am. Well, if anything you learn from anything that I'm saying, if you guys feel this at all, if anybody can relate to feeling like this, I am so fucking sorry. Yeah. You're not alone. You're not. And you can fucking get through it. Yeah. And hopefully you're not like me and you wait a long ass time because... You don't need to be in pain for that long. Yeah, you don't need to be in pain. It's life like is so short. An awful. Tomorrow pain. is not promised, people. You want to live your best life today and be happy. Speaking of being happy, <laughs> oh my god, that was fucking heavy. I know. Oh my god, thirty-three minutes. Thirty-three minutes of that depressing bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. You know, everything oh my god, well, it's not bullshit. It's not bullshit. We can't no. say that because I, I don't want to. But you know, say that you know, many people relate to what I went through. Was favor. not bullshit. Shoot us, shoot us a message at podcast at talkscarytome.com if you ha- can relate to either one of our stories. If you have been there, if you are there now, if your friend was there, if your family member was there, because you are not by yourself. You're not alone. Yeah. And uh, I would like to to uh, to hear from you. Um, speaking of, so I got this, this, this really interesting, there's been a couple of like, um, Huffington Post stories. Do you ever want to write an article for the Huffington Post? You know, they like, you can like (laughs) send stuff. I was like, what are they looking for? Maybe I'll write something. Um, I sent this to you. You like that deep shit. Huffington Post is like a little bit, it's like a whatever, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, it's just stuff that I find interesting. That's stuff like writing that's, an essay for me. That sounds yeah, like no fun. I, oh, see, I love oh, writing no, that stuff. No, that was like pulling teeth. Copy and paste, please. <laughs> Copy and paste. You're such a good writer. What the fuck yeah, are you talking about? Yeah, for a TV about? show, not a fucking like, okay, well, this essay. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but you're it's so good with beginning, middle, and an end. You know what I mean? <sighs> I don't know. It sounds like homework. What is this? Why is there a weird picture? Why do you have picture? a naked picture of me? Why is there an April 1st, 2021? Yeah, what is happening? I have no idea. Oh, you just l- d- lost I think all I lost shit. all your messages. Your iCloud just took a fat dump. What is going on? I'm not even maybe, touching anything. Maybe recharge. What? Shut your turn off. You know your what? Phone and turn it back on. The phone is all fucked up. Okay, you send it to me. Hold on. I did. But there's oh. something else I wanted to read on here too. Um, damn, I really wanted to read this to you. But why, why my phone's doing weird stuff right now? It's probably my friend Adam fucking with my shit. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Go, Adam. Just you know, no. he was a computer tech. No, Adam, leave her alone. Okay, here we go. You so, need to sage some shit. Dude, all I do is fucking sage. 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 I, sh- I align my chakras like a motherfucker. Are you drinking? You're drinking. <laughs> I've had like a half a glass of wine. <laughs> Trust me. I can tell. Trust me. (laughs) I'm so tired. Okay, so this is from the HuffPost. I thought this was a really interesting um, article. Again, like, 
you know, I, I have to rewatch, I have to re-listen to an episode that we did a couple of weeks ago because we got some emails that I'm confused about and I don't know what I said or what we said that might have been offensive or had been taken the wrong way or was said the wrong way, but you know, okay. we're, we're all learning. So I just going to read this because I'm trying to educate myself. So, and there's all kinds of things changing in the world. So this is from HuffPost and it's written by Roy Graff and I'm going to read it. It's going to take me five minutes. Ready? Mm-hmm. I have four partners and several comet romances. This is what it's like to be a relationship anarchist. We don't need to be limited in regard to whom we can share intimacy with and how. We are not restricted to one soulmate. For most of my adult life, I was in a long-term monogamous relationship. Until 10 years ago, I would have dismissed anyone who told me they were a relationship anarchist, assuming they were afraid of real commitment and unwilling to delve into the hard work required to form a deep, lasting relationship. Today, I have a very rich, exciting, and fulfilling love and sex life in which I see four people quite regularly for dates and sleepovers. I also keep in touch with comets. Have you heard of that word before? Mm. Who live in other countries. Oh, it was like the stars? Comets come into your orbit once in a while stay for a few days and then leave i also try to ensure do not fall asleep on me i also try to ensure that i dedicate (laughs) sufficient time to seeing friends and dating myself which i love that my partners and i have total agency uh and autonomy in regard to our connections and time spent with others we openly discuss about each other okay yeah we openly discuss and share what else is happening in our lives and sometimes a few of us will meet together for dinner or a picnic it is but it isn't that's why i thought it was cool a Relationship Anarchy Manifesto, it's called RA, was written by Andy Nodgren in 2006. It is a short document that offers an alternative to traditional relationship expectations and their fixed rules and expected outcomes. Relationship Anarchy burrows from anarchist principles to convey a message of relationship ega- ega- I can never say this word. Egotistical? Egalitarianism. Oh, e- Jesus. Egalitarianism, non <laughs> non hierarchy. Okay. With RA, which uh, again is relationship anarchy. Um, with RA, you get to create uniquely designed relationships that match your values, needs, and wants. This can look like ethical non monogamy, although relationships anarchists aren't always non monogamous. Ultimately, relationship anarchists follow their own core values, creating personal, unique relationships that are based solely on their preferences and desires, as opposed to those placed on them by society. There is no inherent hierarchy. For example, having sex with someone or even living with them does not necessarily make them more important than others in your life. Platonic friends can be prioritized in terms of emotional care over sexual partners. Most of us have been raised to connect love with attachment, entitlement, and possession. The starting premise of relationship anarchy is that love is an abundant resource. Confronting my own beliefs around the scarcity of love, sex, and intimacy was a vital process. Following a long-term monogamous relationship, I was single for a couple of years, not looking for a serious relationship, when I met someone through a dating app. She told me about a non-monogamy and polyamory, and I wanted a date her, so I decided to give it a try. During my research, I discovered the RA Manifesto, but it wasn't until five years ago, after my first long-term live-in polyamorous relationship, that I began studying the RA Manifesto in more detail. My first open relationship lasted a year. 
We had both agreed that we could see each other, see other people and discuss our dating lives with each other. I predominantly saw other people casually and I became good friends with her other regular partner. However, I struggled with it with my first live in polyamorous relationship because there was a lack of clear communication about our values, needs, and wants. That relationship lasted over three years. And by the end of it, I knew I didn't want that kind of hierarchy in my future relationships. I found that the principles of RA resonate with me deeply. I feel love and connected to not only my romantic and sexual partners, but my platonic friends and chosen family who are an integral part of my life. Since embracing RA principles for myself, I've learned to communicate my capacity for connection, be it platonic, sexual, or romantic, to potential partners as early as I can. Furthermore, my partners and I check in regularly with each other in case our values, needs, and wants change over time. In RA, it is common for a connection to start out one way and then transform into something entirely different. For example, many of my current platonic friendships started with us dating for a while. This has helped me realize that, for me, love cannot center around attachment or expectations. For example, I recently had my partner stay with me for a few days, and on the last night, I was scheduled to enjoy a dinner date with someone else. Meanwhile, my partner had planned to visit friends for the evening, return to my home later on. My partner expressed concern that I would return home quite late without time to cuddle with them before bed. I agreed to leave at a reasonable hour to accommodate them, but when I returned home, they were still out with friends. I found myself feeling disappointed and betrayed. These expectations had created an assumed hierarchy in which we would prioritize our relationship over others. We discussed this and agreed that in the future, we would allow for the possibility that the other person might be out all night without any expectation of them returning at a specific time. Making my relationship work comes down to one rule, communicate communicate, communicate. RA is not a relationship style or a dynamic, but rather a way of viewing all relationships. It is possible to adhere to RA principles while being sexually or romantically monogamous. You just evaluate and decide what matters to you in each individual relationship based purely on your connection without adhering to external expectations. This questions the model of romance that assumes that there are a finite number of people with whom we can romantically and sexually connect. According to RA principles, we don't need to be limited in regard to whom we can share intimacy with and how. We are not restricted to one soulmate. I find something to be excited about in lots of people, even if we are not compatible in every way. We may spend only an evening every two weeks or so together, yet we make this time fun and meaningful without needing to escalate our relationship further. Due to established societal norms, most people, as I did, find it hard to challenge the comfort, ease, and privilege that comes from being part of a couple. It can be harder to travel or go to parties as a single person. It may be more difficult to meet new people and make friends. Couple privilege is the largely unchallenged mainstream acceptance of the inherent importance and supremacy of a two-person relationship. This is introduced to us from birth through children's stories, religion, popular media, and state institutions. Then this ideology is sustained through tax incentives, cultural encouragement, and peer pressure. Relationship anarchy challenges the status of the couple as the highest form of connection. For some, remaining single or living with friends or family is what works best. Others wish to live with three or more people. I personally choose to live alone as a solo polyamorous person. Solo polyamory means I focus on my relationship with myself. I am self-sufficient while making time for my loved ones, including romantic and sexual relationships. I have actively decided not to seek out a primary and or nesting partner. I do not seek hierarchy, nor do I evaluate some relationships over others based on whether they are romantic and or involve sex. This provides me with freedom and autonomy, but is more costly than sharing. 
A natural hierarchy can emerge based on whom I enjoy spending time with, what activities we enjoy, the time we have available to spend together, but it's not determined by societal expectations. Through solo polyamory, I find safety and security in myself without needing a partner to provide that for me. So this, oh, it's almost over. Um, I'm very open about all, sorry, I'm very open about all of this in my day-to-day life, which often leads to curiosity and questions, but rarely judgment. I'm fortunate to live in a liberal and diverse city with a thriving population of polyamory, kinky, queer people who are accepting of others' differences. So much has changed for me since adopting Ari principles. I don't have the same self-doubt or critical inner voice. I am generally much happier, and I have access to a wide social support network, which is hugely beneficial for, for mental health. But perhaps most importantly, I feel more like myself. Ultimately, I've learned to celebrate all relationships in the way that works best for me and my partners and that has been extremely liberating I thought that was so interesting there's so much that was a lot that was so much it was I read it like three times holy balls the world is moving so fast there's all these terminology and all these this these ways of living I guess that are I'm I'm finding super interesting and educating and I get it it's like who like someone said to me the other day I was out with my girlfriends at lunch and someone said something about like oh losing your virginity or something and I was like you know I read I saw a post on on some I don't know someone's social media that said like I'm not gonna get that a man doesn't have the power to to take my virginity from me Mm-hmm. Like, what is who gave the man that power, or or other your partner who gave your other partner? Like, I gave that to you. I'm the one that is in control and holds my virginity. You didn't de-virginize me, mm-hmm. or him, or her, or you know whatever. So there's this this weird way of thinking about things that I'm just my I'm I'm the world is changing so fast, and I'm curious and open to all of these ideas but you know like there's judgment on how many partners you've had you know like how many people always want to know like and I'm I'm no I'm no less like oh my god that guy's been with you know a hundred partners or that that woman's been with a hundred partners or 20 or whatever your number in your mind that is too much who cares Mm -hmm. who's who's I mean that's just the way that I think like you're the one that lives with yourself you judge yourself and or only God can judge you or whatever and you're the one that lives like we're here to live our best life mm-hmm. so why don't you do what you want to do with your life mm-hmm. as many times as you want to do it with whoever the fuck you want to do it with because you die I think that's fine alone I think that's fi- I think that's fine I think that's great I think do you think anyone has left has has on their deathbed has been like damn I shouldn't have fucked all those people I shouldn't have had all those beautiful sexual encounters. I shouldn't have had all of those marriages and all of those relationships and all of those, you know, like, like, do you think... Life is about learning you, and exploring. You regret things that you don't do, not things that you do do. Well, I think, okay, well, two things. We can talk about that. But I think um, when, when you were saying in the beginning, um, like, I'm trying to understand from people writing in when we talked about transgender we were talking about transgender mm-hmm. and you know we we're trying to understand it and thank you guys so much for writing in um yes educate th- me please i think what it what what was said was when some when something was said along the lines of um do you want to read one of the yeah one I of the it? messages should one I of the emails we got read. some emails so we'll read them so we can um Either clarify or just open up the conversation about it. 
Mm. Okay. So on the subject of trans people, yes, Danielle is correct. The gender at the end is the one they are now. So male to female is a trans female. Got it. Yeah. So that's, if you want to be respectful, you should ignore what they were and only focus on who they have become. So female, not trans female. Yeah. Female. Got it. Anything further is for them alone to disclose. Sleeping with a trans person doesn't change your sexuality as long as the gender that they are now matches your CIS. Same gender now as when you were born. Preference. Thank you, Jason. Um, I guess I'm still confused. But I've always... I mean, I'm sure I'm not... Am I the only one that's confused? So... I, no, because so you think about like if a male is trans is transitioning to a female, yeah. So it's they trans are a fe- woman, a trans female, yeah, trans woman. They are what they are becoming. Yes, they are but not their that, past, right? They are that unless the, they. So if the trans, so if a trans female, trans woman, still has not had surgery, they are still, um. They're st- they want to be a man, is what you're saying? They identify as a man? No, they identify as a woman. And they're still but they tra- still have a penis. They're still tra- they're a trans female. So they're still trans female, but are they, when they're, they're still female. So when they're having sex they with female. a male. They are female. They are female. They identify as a female. They are a trans female. So, so what does sex look like then? If the male, if, the, if, the, if gender reassignment hasn't happened yet? I mean, is it, are they, are, are both partners engaging in that? I, I mean, are know. both. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't think no, that, that matters. No, I'm just curious. I don't think that that matters. It doesn't matter, but I mean, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I, who knows? Whatever sex looks like for them. I think it, I think it could, like, sex for a straight person well, could look fucking different too. They but listen, like, that's. We're only it's into, not, like, ear shit. But you guys, please understand. <laughs> it's not about judgment. It's about, I, I am so curious about I think the different a, it's, options. It's like, a, how does that work? Like, I, like this article I just read. Like, how do people live their lives? I'm so curious because I think it's fascinating. I think the sex and doesn't look beautiful. Any, any different. I think it just it looks like how it looks like to them. Whether they're, you know, it's just like that just depends on the person. I mean, I've asked my I lesbian think. girlfriends like, when you say I had sex with her last night, what is what does that mean? You did. I'm curious. It's like having well, sex. Well, yeah, of you're course. getting off. It's it means they got off. But I also don't think of of oral sex as sex. But some people do. Some people do. I don't. But but, I'm, but, but like, I think what it, it means is they got off. Like or they they were intimate. They someone got off. They were intimate. Like I think sex is like what does that mean? Like that's a huge yes. Broad but normally thing. for for a for me for a for you for, normally for, for me, you <laughs> for a heterosexual relationship. I if I have been you know just had oral sex or been <sighs> been fingered or you know like he whatever like I gave him a hand job. I don't think of that as having sex for some reason even though we achieved an orgasm well that's fine that's just you do you think i mean that's what i'm so curious some people about do, like some people don't i think that's what like the the identity the, the identity the definition of sex i think is a broad spectrum it just matters what that person what it means to that person and that partner i think that's it it doesn't it doesn't mean intercourse I don't think so. 
I don't think it means intercourse. It's but I understand, and I hope you I guys know, can relate. But like, how I confusing it, I, it is, and I just want to not say the wrong thing, and I want to learn because things are confusing. changing. It, the the whole reference, what is? Listen, if you went, that, if you were single and went to a dude's room and you gave you gave him head, and it came back, and I said, "Did you guys have sex?" You would say what? No, I blew him. I know, but like that. But like you're but saying that's that you. But no, that. But that's. But. But that's a lot of people. But I'm sure saying, I'm saying other people identify that as something else. As right. Well, it's like oral like when sex. I have you know sex with like a, a woman, it's like I can be going down on her and she can be going down on me. Of course, and that's sex. But that. But again, like I had to ask my lesbian girlfriends, like, does it, or do you say that that's sex? Like, what do you consider sex? Because yeah, that's in sex. my world, that's different. So educate me. Everyone yes, is, that's sex. But I, that's what I'm trying to tell you. The definition of sex is different, different for everybody. For everybody. That that whether you're trans, straight, man, female, I think it's just different for everyone. I don't think that for heterosexual relationships that sex is different for everybody. Okay, I but believe, you're only speaking for heterosexual. That's people. what I mean. That's all is I can speak on. Okay, but you, but you're, but you're okay. so. I'm saying <laughs> that's fine. For hundred percent, for I believe for me and my brain, heterosexual people. Think of the word sex as intercourse or oral sex. Yeah, but then I think I think you're tying yourself into like like having an open mind with like what this guy was saying. I th- yeah, for sure. Think- but he's still coming back saying, "Yeah, I, I I had sex with that person." You know, it's like how many people? I know, have you but had what sex are we talking with? about now? <laughs> now I'm confused. <laughs> like we're, we're right now, we're trying to associate what, what happened I want to be educated. On- we we're trying to figure that out, and now we're trying to figure out the definition of sex. It's just just everything I'm is changing you. so fast. I just want to know I'm the difference. You. I don't want to say the wrong thing or think the wrong. thing thing or be naive about something but understand I think you just need that to worry about you yourself course, and your vagina and girlfriend, whatever I ain't worried about anybody but I'm fascinated and I'm curious about it and I would like to not be so fucking uh what's the word um not naive like uh no I think it's fine to learn I think it's really good to like ask questions I don't want to be dumb about this shit but like I who am I gonna ask you know like I want to, I want to know, I want to know just out of my own, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be stupid. I don't want to sound stupid. I want to say the right thing and be respectful and, and, and understand, but I can't understand when I'm not in that world. So I have to be taught, but I'm, can teach you the same way that we had this problem with the virginity. Like I didn't, I didn't, I just assumed it, it's intercourse, you know, but I, I didn't think about it out of the all I know is how to be a heterosexual female that has also hooked up with other women. I have not had sex with other women. I mean, I've made out with women and felt, you know, whatever, bumped and grinded and felt on them. But could that be considered having sex? If I was a lesbian and was rubbing up against my girlfriends in bed with our, you know, with our underwear on, and my, did I have sex with her? Did you get off? So I have to have an orgasm I, for it I to be sex. It's I mean, complicated. I think so. I think so. But like I. Damn. But there's just, been so many guys I've slept with where I haven't had sex then because I haven't had an orgasm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, really? Like I think like it just depends on. I think I think the, like having an orgasm is sex. I think. For me anyways. Um, so like if I was like for me. Like okay, I can only speak for sense. myself. Like if I was with a girl and I didn't get off. I'd be like yeah we. We, ha- but I mean, we still had like we still, still were sex. having sex. We were still trying, but yeah. like it didn't happen. Right, we were still 
You're still trying we're to still make trying that happen. We were still trying to have, yeah, we were still having sex, but right. we just nothing happened. So I don't okay, think. Okay, so that actually makes more sense to me. Okay. So you're you're engaging in a sexual act to reach a climax. Yes. Like, instead of just playing around. Like, yeah. Kissing, playing, touching, feeling, rubbing, whatever, where yeah. it's not leading to, to that I guess level of intimacy. In, that's an easier way to say Thank it. you. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. I just like, I, I just need to wrap my brain around how, how it's, how the world works now. So I but know. I think that's always how the world has worked. Oh, sure. It's just now we have different now terms. Now we get to talk, right. And we have different terms that we all need to like understand. I just learned about RA. Like, like I didn't know what like, that was. Did respect, you? Respect. I of guess. Course. Like, all, it's, it's just people oh, yeah. in general. Like, I'm just saying this to everybody. Like, we just need to respect everyone. What you do in your bedroom is none of my fucking yeah, business. What they identify, what is going on. How you want to live your life. Have respect. Be for happy. One it is not. What, what makes you happy in your life has nothing to do with me. You live your best life. Enjoy your life. You have one life to live. We say it all the yeah. time. And like and Danielle says, like we're learning. We're like we're 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 learning. I'm you hoping know? there we're are a lot of people learning. on here that are like me that that don't understand and want to also learn and don't. I mean, I I'll be the one to ask the questions. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, please don't judge me or for not knowing. There's no judgment behind it. Again, what you do with your life is none of my fucking business. I wish you nothing but happiness. And anyone that knows us knows that. So I'm just, I just want to be educated and things yeah. are changing fast. So what did you think of that um, article? Would you, would you, would, I could you would, see myself, could you, could you see yourself like having that sort of relationship? Identifying it's very that? difficult because I'm so fucking programmed to, to have an, an higher, a hierarchy, like to think that like my marriage, my relationship with my husband comes first over any other kind of relationship you know like I, I, if you and I are out it's like I I'm going home and it's, I'm, it's out of respect for my partner but I have a partner I don't have multiple partners so there is a hierarchy of respect for your person it is really interesting it's very difficult but because I've not but if I was taught differently would I have the same would I think the same way no, but that's what it always stems of from. Of course. Like we were taught. I mean, it's. And that's what he's saying. He's like, we were taught at a young age with stories. Of course. With the, with the religion, with whatever. Like, we were taught with fucking man and woman. Circle of life. <laughs> circle of life. Man, we're taught a lot of shit that's fucking bullshit. Women weren't supposed to have orgasms, remember? But it's they used to do like lobotomies on them to like fix them because I thought they were crazy. But Did it's you know interesting. That? I don't know if. Um, I don't know if, if it that would work, work for me, for me. <laughs> but I, I understand. But, but who, who knows? But who knows if I was to, yeah, who knows? I mean, I do love that he's he's not putting like a quota on the amount of love that he can give and receive and that it comes in many different forms, many different relationships. But I think it's platonic like also or like I think, I think the only thing with that that I have to say as long as you are being fucking open and honest Well, you see, he says communicate, partners. communicate, communicate. Like I'm sure there's so many people out there because polyamorous is like so massive now yeah I feel like as long as you are very open and honest with the people that you are involved with and everybody is okay then that's fine whatever do if you I think loving someone and the way you love them I think is so broad and I think that's so beautiful yeah there's different ways to love someone Absolutely, and to be loved, yeah. and it and it, it could be in abundance. Mm-hmm. Whatever works for you, but I mean, could it work for me? I don't know. I never got to try it. I never did it. So who knows? Maybe it would have. Maybe it wouldn't have. I have no fucking idea. I just I wasn't raised that way. But I'm not living my life the way that I was raised anyway. Like 
you know, I'm, I'm happily married for 10 years with two children. My mom like didn't have good marriages. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn from example, you know? So it's like, I'm living a totally different life than the, than what I saw growing up as are you and what you're going to do. So you can break and educate yourself and, and, and not be afraid to try things and then find what works for you. There's a world of possibilities out there and opportunities to find who you are and what makes you happy mm-hmm. and fuck everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. This is a heavy episode, man. <laughs> what the fuck? I thought this was supposed to be light. You and know what? It's the end of the day. Nice. <laughs> well, Serena didn't. Get a fucking bottle, like a glass of wine for this chica and you become super serious Jane. It's hilarious. <laughs> Serious, Jane. dude. You're just I'm like all kind of I'm all kind of serious. <laughs> I want to talk about all of that. No. <laughs> I'm like, ah! you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. The letters like, that we're gonna get. Oh my god. Going, She's like, please oh god, don't oh god, say oh god, that. Oh god, please oh god, don't oh god, say oh god, that. We are live. We are fucking live. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to be. I, I. No, I get it. I 100 percent get it. I, I, I'm sure we'll get letters and people will say no, but I think stuff. it's wonderful. I think, I think, I think. The end of the episode is we want to be educated. Well, yeah, you want to be course. educated. We want to be educated. And not just by our thoughts and by what we're saying. The only way that we're going to be fucking educated is if people write into us and yes. share their stories and their thoughts. And, and that's how the world goes around, I feel like. Uh, of course. So I fucking hated school. I'd rather learn from people. Of course. Absolutely. Like, I want to learn from people. I don't want to read a goddamn book. Yeah. I'm like, what, what's your journey? What did you go through? Because the book is telling Do you, you relate? What, what Do you they, not what relate? they think. It's literally, Yeah. <laughs> you have to live your life. Talk to a lot of different people. Yeah. But, you know. Do you hear my stomach? It's the altitude. It's fucking Colorado. Not like Bubble fucking. <laughs> okay, we gotta go. Fucking Wally. Scout. Scout's about to have diarrhea. No, we better get off. I'm not. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're never recording when you have a glass of fucking wine. I swear Wait, to God. Why did this I pop up and about, it's playing music? I almost. Were we like singing was, or saying something? My little. I this. almost was about to duct tape your mouth shut. I was like, what do I do? Do I just knock her over the head? Like, what do when? I do? Now? No, or when kidding. I was saying you had diarrhea? <laughs> that! <laughs> fucking knock you over the goddamn it. I had this iron which is going to go pop. <laughs> See, this is what happens. Where you guys are listening. We're recording laying in my bed right now. And it's like 10 o'clock at night in Colorado. And look at my fucking hair. It's 9.42. <laughs> and look at these braids. Oh, my God. Here we go. a long day. <laughs> We're delirious. Should I wear this? This is what happens. Like this? We're delirious. To wear. Should I just go up to Joey Fatone and be like, I love you. And ask him to come sing a song for Can you because he's the song? nicest. Can wear this? Be like, can you sing an NSYNC song? Just one. Do you know an NSYNC song? <laughs> yes. What? Um, God, I see them in concert. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Happy Tuesday, guys. Happy Tuesday. Oh, for fuck's sake.